Be inspired to love life, to achieve extraordinary feats and to change the world around you for the better. Welcome to Love Your Life, Tell Your Story by Kathleen Marriott. Melissa Histon is a woman on a mission to give women a voice. Breast cancer and a trip to Nepal led Mel to creating the Sister Code events and a community of wonderful women that support and empower other women. Breast cancer and a trip to Nepal led to Mel creating the Sister Code events and a community of wonderful women that have supported and empowered other women since May 2014. In January 2016, Melissa founded charity Got Your Back Sister, which empowers women to thrive after leaving domestic violence. Melissa was named Newcastle Woman of the Year and was a finalist in the Newcastle University Alumni Awards during 2017. In a further bid to lift women and give them a voice, Mel launched Hey Soul Sister podcast, which has had tens of thousands of downloads in September 2019. Whether it's building a house for the homeless in Nepal, interviewing inspiring women from around the globe, or creating domestic violence community camps, campaigns, Mel knows that true change can only happen when we all stand together and boost each other. This is Melissa Histon's second story. Welcome back and we're back with Mel Histon from Gotcha Back Sister and we're back for her story again this week and we welcome her. Hello Mel. Hey, thank you so much for having me back in the studio again. Well, we're so excited to have you here Mel and your next story I believe is another personal story so we're here and again we're so grateful to have you and your lovely story. So can you tell us what you're talking about this week? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're talking about, I guess, um, moments in our lives that make us who we are and, and um, I don't know if the term is to help define us, but certainly lead us on a on the paths that we end up on in life. And I guess for me, one of the most significant things in my life was actually being diagnosed with breast cancer. That is a significant experience. Yeah, it was really interesting because it. I can I, I can I swear? You can swear. Yeah, it <laughs> shocked the shit out of me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember I was 35 when I was diagnosed with wow. breast cancer, and I literally it absolutely shocked me to the point like I went and had a, a check done because I had thought I'd felt a lump, and um, I went and had a check done and I was absolutely shocked when they were like, yes it's breast cancer and so I went down the whole cancer journey of um, having uh, had a partial mastectomy on my left boob and then um, had chemotherapy for 12 months and radiation therapy so you know that was a really big interruption to my life yes and at 35 it's it, yeah. it would be shocking and an experience at such a young age. Well, it's interesting because I didn't know this, but apparently 35, you're considered young. Yeah, if you get breast cancer at 35, you're considered really young. And um, I didn't realize that. I, I, You know what? It was never on my radar and I'd never thought about it. And no. I didn't really know anybody that had had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in my family. So, um, yeah, I had no real reference. And, yeah, so it, it kind of really rocked my world. But... It's interesting um, that I often say that for me, and I know this is not the case for everybody because a dear friend of mine died from breast cancer two years ago, Meg Persa. But for me, my breast cancer, I say was a gift because it totally shifted my worldview. Okay. Yeah. And so this is why it's a love your life story. 
Yeah, it totally shifted my worldview. And, you know, as we talked about last time in the last episode, you know, I had always been quite a highly anxious child. Yeah. And, and even my husband says to me, he goes, you know, when I first met you, you would, you're a real warrior. But facing those, those couple of months after having the breast cancer surgery and then the chemotherapy, I spent a lot of time housebound and, and on my own and was quite sick. And I had a lot of time to think and a lot of time to reflect. And I really reflected on that. How did I want my life to be? I remember saying to myself, I don't want to be a warrior anymore. I don't want to be anxious anymore like I was when I was a child. And I kind of still do get the anxiety, absolutely. But I remember saying to myself, I want my life to be different. So that's actually when I discovered meditation. Okay. Yeah. You found a tool for yourself. For myself, yeah. And so, and it was funny because I, in a week, I had just been diagnosed with breast cancer and in a week-long period, I'd met three different people and they had each said to me, three people said the same thing to me about this woman, Katia, who's a kinesiologist. So I, I went and started seeing her because I, I was like, oh, I feel as though I'm having all this medical treatment, but I probably should do something for my, uh, just for you. yeah, just for me. Mm-hmm. And um, she introduced me to meditation. And so I, again, that was a, a time for me to stop and really reflect on life. And I was a stepmom to, I was a biological mom to one child, my son, and then a stepmom to three children. And I remember thinking, lying on the floor some days when I was really sick and thinking, when I get through this horrible time, I want my life to be happier. I want my life to be better. I want to worry less and I want to have better relationships with people and especially my stepchildren. Not that we had bad relationships, mm. but, you know, it's having a blended family, like, that's mm. tough. It's, it's hard work. Yeah, it's yeah. hard work. You're kind of navigating and especially navigating children and teens with emotions and they're not happy their parents broke up and, you know, there's just a lot of stuff there. And I remember lying there thinking, I'm really going to focus on having loving relationships. And one thing I was really aware of was that I couldn't change other people. I could only change myself. So I remember consciously thinking, how can I be, or I need to be a more loving and understanding and compassionate person. And coming from that center. Yes, absolutely. So I remember consciously thinking that going, you know, and, and our, my eldest stepson who um, he's now 28 and, you know, I love him dearly and he's a really beautiful human, but he was a bugger when he was a teenager. And I remember consciously going, you know what? I can't change him. All I can change is myself and how I respond. So I just need to be kind and loving to him. And, um, and yeah, and, and now it's all good. We've got a great relationship and he's a wonderful human being. And, um, but yeah, so that was really interesting that time being treated for and then healing from the breast cancer that absolutely changed my worldview and, so, yeah. me, and made me conscious about how I wanted to live my life. You were also healing your heart at the same time by the sound of that. Yeah. So it was a physical healing, a psychological healing, a spiritual healing and a heart healing. I haven't thought about it like that. <laughs> But yeah, I guess it was. I guess it was. And so um, it was interesting. That's why I kind of go, my breast cancer was my gift. Yeah, a full a full healing and an overhaul of, of your thinking. Yes. And how you were treating others. And not it doesn't sound like you were treating people badly, but it was, a, it was an identity change yeah. as well. Have you got a story to tell? We'd love to hear it. 
Connect with Love Your Life, Tell Your Story now on Facebook and Instagram. And I think as well, we can all take things so personally. Mm. You know, we take things so personally. So, and that adds to worry and anxiety. Worry about if you're going to upset somebody or, you know, worrying about whether they like you or, um, you know, worried if, um, you know, in being a stepmom, are my, are they, are my stepkids going to like me? Are they going to love me? And so that really shifted my whole, my whole worldview. And then that it made me go, okay, I need to be responsible for how I show up and how I am. And then, and then, you know, don't take things personally, just understand that people have their own experiences going on as well. So it's like, I I can just show up and be the best that I can be. Mm, Sounds like a, 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 a difficult as it was, it sounds like it was a beautiful healing experience to to take that on th- that way. From- yeah, and it's interesting because my hubby then says, you know, he goes, well, he, he could really see the change in me. Yeah, and it also made things so as well. So I go, I still get the anxiety when I'm doing new things or I'm, you know, getting out of my comfort zone, but I certainly can deal with it a lot better than I used to be able to pre-cancer. Having cancer is well out of your comfort zone, isn't it? It's the ultimate out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in your story last week, you talked about making a speech being out of your comfort zone. I think this takes it out of the out of the atmosphere of being out of your comfort zone. So can you tell us how you healed your your cancer? Did it did everything go smoothly after the um yeah do you know what it was was 12 months it was 12 months of um 12 months of treatment and um you know the first six months of that or seven say six or seven months of that where that was particularly brutal with the surgery it took much longer to heal than I realized and the chemotherapy and then the radiation treatment um you know I got really burnt from that and there were things that that were unexpected um but I'm yeah good now I just get my checks uh, get my checks every year and so far everything's okay but it was really interesting because this is probably the other piece is I remember going to see my medical oncologist when I was coming to the end of my chemotherapy and um, I said to him, so am I, am I going to be okay? Do you think this is going to come back? And he literally had some sort of program and plugged in my stats. So plugged in, you know, how big the tumor was, that it was invasive, the the stage that it was at. Whether, you know, I was not hormone responsive, um, but I was HER2 positive. So he plugged all of this in and he said, you have a 70% 70 chance of being alive in 10 years. Are you from a company that wants to connect with thought leaders from across the globe featured on the Love Your Life, Tell Your Story podcast? Email Kathleen at KathleenMarriott.com.au. And I remember I was like, huh. There's 70% chance of being alive in 10 years. And it's funny, when I told a few people that, it was really interesting, people's different reactions. Some people would go, oh, shit, you've got a 70%, that's a 30% chance you're not going to be alive in 10 years. But then other people would be like, hey, that's great, you've got a 70% chance of being alive in 10 years. So, okay, that was really interesting, you know, that's the cup half full, the cup half empty but I go also within myself I kind of thought that was kind of funny and but I was like oh do you know what if I do have a 70% chance how do I want those 10 years to look 
what your years are. Yeah. Well, and, and so I actually started setting life goals then, little life goals that I wanted to achieve. And they weren't career goals. They were like, I wanted to travel overseas every year. I wanted to go to a, I had put down a life goal. I wanted to go to a conference overseas. I know which sounds a bit daggy, but I had all these little life goals. And the wonderful thing is I found my di- that diary a few years ago and I actually managed to tick off a whole heap of those things, which without, was really without great. Without checking the diary. Without checking in, without checking in, I I'd managed to tick those off. So that was really cool. And so here you are living this wonderful life and doing all of, you know, Mel, I think anybody who follows you or knows you, you're doing beyond your your life goals. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just like, I have very good people around me. Yes. Very, very wonderful people. I think um, we look forward to hearing your other stories so we know what you're doing in your life so everyone can hear that. So thank you again for your vulnerability and telling your story about your breast cancer. It's an amazing story. So again, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy. Mel Houston, got back sister. Thank you. Thanks. Want to keep the conversation going and connect with like-minded, positive people changing our world for the better? Be inspired by fellow changemakers and join our closed Facebook community to keep the conversation going. Search Love Your Life, Tell Your Story now. This is only part of our story. To hear the rest, leap forward to the next podcast and give us five stars wherever you listen. Love Your Life, Tell Your Story by Kathleen Marriott.